Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. Coming soon to theaters, podcasts, film reviews, and so much more. Available at tristanmiller.substack.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me today is the wickedly talented Mike Kaplan. How are you, Mike? Thank you. I'm so sorry if my talent is so wicked that it harms people. <laughs> I I think it's uh, wicked in a good way. Like, you know how British young British kids used to say, oh, that's wicked. Or from uh, the Boston area where I lived. Absolutely. That that is also true. Which I think probably there's some direct connection from England to to New England. Wait, Hmm. never mind. I don't think there is any Hmm. kind of connection. Not at all. Certainly not any flights connecting that way. It's some jolly New England. Jolly New England. Um, So... Again, this is a podcast about movies. Um, do you remember the first movie that you saw in the cinema? Hmm. Uh, I'll say short answer, no. But <laughs> medium answer, I want to say, I think it might. I think I have a memory of being at a drive-in movie, if that counts enough mm-hmm. as the cinema. I think so. Uh, and I want to say... Either it might have been E.T. and it might have been Return of the Jedi. Those are my two earliest movie-going memories. Really? That's interesting. Um, And how did you feel about them? I liked them. I mean, I feel like I liked playing with toys, and that's what the movie people and creatures were. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I didn't have the experience of being... If I'd been a little older and I'd seen, you know, the original Star Wars first and then Empire Strikes Back, I think Return of the Jedi was the first Star Wars movie that I saw. So there were already like various spoilers spoiled. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I wasn't (laughs) like, I was always like, yes, that is Yoda. I have a toy Yoda, of course. (laughs) But I often, I often wonder about like, you know, people who got to experience like seeing Luke arrive on Yoda's planet looking for a wise, you know, powerful Jedi master and then meeting this this cute little weird little muppet and he's like, "Come on, I'm looking for Yoda." And 
and you it's know it's a pretty good you... Mark Hamill. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I lost a hand of, at some point later or recently or somewhere around now. Ah. I'll also go on to voice the Joker. Um but uh yeah, I think I mean, I'm sure that I get to experience many fun surprises in movies and art that other people in the future will be like man i wish i got to experience that surprise but i know everything yeah um yeah though i i loved him i i loved i'll say it uh no one can no one can dispute i mean if they can i don't know maybe you get my mom on here as a rebuttal witness be like you did not actually <laughs> enjoy Return of the Jedi or E.T. I was probably a little freaked out at the parts of E.T. where there's like government, you know, mm-hmm. testing uh, a little little scary. Uh, another movie that I that scared me uh, as a young a young stir was uh, I don't mean to cause a stir, but I was a young one. <laughs> um, uh, Supergirl. It was there's an, a Supergirl movies in the movie in the 80s. And there was like a, a villainous creature of some kind that i believe like like the the effects i'm sure today would be laughable to mm-hmm. an adult in this century millennia and such uh millennium uh falcon uh back to okay so tristan yes the answer to your question is uh supergirl got stretched out by <laughs> this creature in a way that scared a single digit age me mm-hmm. and that was also one of the first movies i saw in a theater that's uh final answer a, final answer um for five dollars no <laughs> um i think uh that's very interesting because the first movie i remember seeing in the cinema was also return of the jedi but the re-release wow 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 what we're yeah. different yeah but we're the same but it is. um <laughs> For sure. Uh, the only memory I have, because then we watched them, you know, they re-released all of them. So we watched them one each day of the weekend. So I kind of remember A New Hope. But all I remember is seeing Jabba the Hutt's sail barge blowing up and going, oh, that's fucking cool. Um, do you have a preferred cinema snack? What's your go-to? What a what a fun question. So you're vegan, which changes That's right. Things. Uh, so I brought it up this time <laughs> that, you know what they say about vegans is their friends always ask them about it. Um, <laughs> so uh, these days I see more movies at home than, uh, in a movie theater, uh, the theater. I never know how to pronounce that word. And the otter, the otter. It, yes. Yes. The otter in German. It's theater. <laughs> Uh, is, that that that's what I was yeah of course yeah, was, so I, I don't see them a lot in the theater, theater, um, and when I did, I I feel like I was always like a uh, sneak food in rather than buy it there mm-hmm. uh, kind of guy. Like it's just I don't know if anyone's talked about this, but the prices are so high. <laughs> Has why isn't anyone talking about this? They, <laughs> It's almost as if you, I mean, the it's so weird because the movie costs maybe millions of dollars to make and you get it for 
six dollars according to whatever stand-up comedian said that in the 80s but <laughs> the popcorn costs one cent and you get it for six dollars so it's kind of even um i'm not a huge popcorn eater it's like it's fine like if if i knew like if an asteroid were going to hit the earth and destroy all life as we know it tomorrow or even in a couple days and if somebody was like do you want some popcorn i'd be like sure but not knowing when uh, my death is or how imminent it is, I'm like, nah, I'd rather eat other stuff. Popcorn's <laughs> not not my favorite. And Rini, my girlfriend, does not, uh, you know Rini, my girlfriend. But for your listeners, mm-hmm. Rini, my girlfriend, she uh, she doesn't eat much corn because uh, she has not the best reaction to it sometimes. Uh, and so in solidarity, like we, we keep a pretty corn free household, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and a corn free music, uh, movie going experience and museum and music, you know, any, anything <laughs> no that starts with moo or mew, we, we try to keep corn out of it. Um, other than jokes. Oh uh, yeah. I, I I'm fine with corn and jokes. That does, that rubs some other people the wrong way, but not Rini. That's who I care about the most. That's true. Um, you should. So uh, here's, we, we watched one and a half movies last night. Oh really? And I'll tell you what it, I ate. Was it nine and a half weeks and then 101 Dalmatians? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Good, good pull of a movie with a half in it. Absolutely. Um, the first movie we watched was an action movie that I hadn't heard of until I did a podcast myself the day before, Mm. not specifically about movies, but Chris Martin, a comedian, not the soul, uh, the, not the lead singer of Coldplay. Mm -hmm. Um, he, uh, he mentioned he's a fan of quote, dumb action movies. And I am also a fan of said genre. And we exchanged a few and I was like, you know, a lot. What are ones that I don't know? And he named one. He was like, have you seen Plane? I was like, I've not seen Plane. I like that the name is very plain as well, but it's plain <laughs> spelled like the vehicle because it takes place on and most mostly on and around a vehicle that uh, is a plane um, featuring Gerard Butler mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Michael Coulter, I want to say is his name. Uh, yeah, he played right. Luke Cage in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe Netflix show. Uh, the ones that he's in, all of them. And uh, so we watched that movie and we watched half of. We started, but then it got late and I had to get up in the morning. So we responsibly went to sleep earlier than we would have if we watched the whole movie. The War of the Roses, which I have never seen. Uh, do you know it? I, I know the historical period it's based off of, but I don't know the film. Well, this one is about a couple Ooh. who are married and thus are one of them was named Rose and then the other one became named Rose. And then that couple has uh, quite a tiff that gets exaggerated in the title of the movie to be called The War of <laughs> the Roses. The people played by Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. They're so funny and good. Anyway, during, to answer your question, during those movies, I, we have a new policy in our home that we like. We like our policy that we're not uh, like other homes. We have fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, other homes are like, we go by their policies, but, uh, we don't, our policy doesn't have to apply elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but our bedroom is a, we live in a lofted studio now. And so when we go up the ladder to our bedroom, no savory food there, only sweet food or no food at all. Mm. And so savory food gets eaten down in the area where I am now. Uh, and so while watching the movies up in the bedroom area, I ate berries and a Misfits uh, chocolate caramel vegan protein bar. Sounds and is delicious. Can I tell you that does sound very good. They're they're really great. Mm-hmm. I I they're uh, you know, I mean, it's still a chocolate caramel bar, but for a chocolate caramel bar, I think it's a healthier option for you out there, but it's a delicious option and I don't know if you know about berries, but I had the some of the straw and blue varieties. My favorite kinds. And so isn't good. it interesting that there's no they don't call anything red berries? Like that's because yeah. it's it's not like it's sort of like the way that b-ball refers to basketball, but could equally refer to baseball, mm-hmm. which is already one syllable and it's already doing fine. And baseball, like, you take it, take it, basketball. Yeah. You be, you be b-ball if you want to be b-ball, b-b-b-b-ball. <laughs> uh, and so, well, there's raspberries, there's strawberries. I guess maybe they were like, look. Who's going to be red berries? Let's just, we'll, we'll both be a weird name that has nothing to do with any of this. I'll say this. The most confusing one is, of course, I believe, boysenberry, which sounds like poisonberry, but with Correct. a That, there yeah, there's, and they're not poisonous. Yeah, they they're are good. They're boisonous. Yeah. They're poisonous. Um, poisonous to men? That's nothing. All right. Poisonous the hood. Yes. Yes, there it is. Thank you. Ugh, we fixed it. Um, poison, yeah, you poison as in berries or the hood. Yes. <laughs> oh, I like that very, very much. Um, Thank you. Uh, what's a, the a film you've seen recently that you really, really loved? Uh, great question. And I'm I so far. I will say I've already mentioned. I'll have another mm-hmm. one. But the War of the Roses this is good. Is really good. Okay. And. I'll go you one further. A more recent movie, not as recently watched by us, but more recently released in theaters and perhaps to people's homes. Uh, I am in the SAG-AFTRA Actors Guild. Congrats. And the SAG Awards are, mm-hmm. as we record this, uh, soon. <laughs> and uh, and as such, I get I get a password that allows me to watch the nominated movies And uh, I hope this one wins lots of things. The movie is, uh, it's going to be, I'm really going to, it stars Jeffrey Wright, who is nominated for American Fiction Fiction is the title. Uh, Yeah, it is. uh, Mm -hmm. It is so funny and good. Uh, He's great. It's Mm -hmm. a, if it makes you laugh and also feel things other than laughter, which is not necessarily itself a feeling. Um, yeah, Hmm. it's just, it, it's good. I recommend it to people. Yeah. Um, I love Jeffrey Wright. And so it's really great to see him be, you know, getting his due with this one. And he's just, you know, you talk sometimes there's the two main genres of actors are like actors that you can see really acting that like grab your attention and like, look at me. Or there's actors that are so relaxed that you just kind of have to focus on them. You know what I mean? 
And Jeffrey Wright is so relaxed and so confident in everything he does. It's he's a beautiful, beautiful performer. That's uh, yeah, I love that distinction. It reminds me also of uh, in stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. which I do and you do. Uh, I learned. I think this is a story about Stephen Wright, mm-hmm. who I'd say is like Stephen Wright is to stand-up as Jeffrey Wright is to acting. I didn't even well, two rights don't make a wrong. Wow, they yeah they make an even more right. They make a writer. Yeah. Um, of American fiction. <gasps> um, so in the movie, Jeffrey Wright plays a writer. Oh my and his God. name is Wright. <laughs> it's all Wright, Wright together. Makes, makes many rights. Um, now, does anyone listen to this podcast aside from us? Because I, <laughs> I can't guarantee that uh, others will appreciate everything that's happening here. The same as, <laughs> as I and we do. But I will say uh, Stephen Wright, you know, speaks with a a slow delivery and a low volume in a way that it is almost required. I mean, if you want to hear what he's saying, you must listen. But I I heard a story once that, you know, he would, if he was starting out in Boston before he was, you know, as uh, successful uh, before he, you know, was playing theaters where people were coming to see him, he would just be at a nightclub or a dance club where they just put, you know, a microphone in the middle of the dance floor and people are like making noise and not necessarily paying attention. And some people might be like, hey, listen to me, you know, like a like a misguided teacher. Uh, But he would just speak perhaps even quieter or at least not raise his voice loud. And then people eventually would be like, hey, what what is this? Is this guy, this guy, he's talking. Hey, sh- everybody, <laughs> sh- listen. And like, he would draw people in by being quiet. Like, mm-hmm. And there's like a power to that, that I feel like uh, the Jeffrey Wright mm-hmm. assessment that you made uh, reminds me of. And that is, I have completed my story. Excellent. Yeah, I, I very much agree. I think going small when people expect you to go big or vice versa is, uh, far more compelling as a performer, no matter what kind of performance you're doing. Um, all right. I go medium. <laughs> um, well, on average, most things are average. Hmm. Um, That's isn't funny, it, Tristan. Thank you. Isn't it weird that medium and median sound so similar, but they're not the, quite the same, but they almost mean the same. It's almost like someone with a dyslexia wrote it down right or incorrectly. It's kind of like there's a Shakespeare line that is to mine my nuncle. And it, it starts and you, you know, like nuncle. Mm. We're just like, surely you meant mine uncle. And they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, I want to tell you a couple things. Sure. Number one, uh, you're right. Number two. Thanks. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that, yeah, medium, median, basically the same. But what if somebody was like, medium? Be like, that's different. (laughs) That is true. Medium is uh, someone who is a psychic, but also emotionally intense. They're they're trying, everything that they tell you about your future is that you need to help them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good premise. What I'm seeing is, uh, can I get a ride home? (laughs) Um, also a funny thing 
in your description of like, oh, maybe somebody wrote it down wrong, mm -hmm. but you accidentally briefly said, what if accidentally somebody wrote it down right? Which yep. was the very, <laughs> the very kind of thing that almost happened. And you know, he without sin can cast the first stone. <laughs> I, I will be throwing no stones. Oh, um, you know, it's you. Okay. I have one mm -hmm. final thing to say, but now my second to last thing mm -hmm. uh, without sin do you know the word that means without in Spanish? No. Sin. Oh, sin. so like sans almost, like sin yes, sin? Yes, yeah. exactly like sans, except with one or one different letter mm -hmm. and then another letter missing. But uh, he was without sin. Uh, maybe somebody <laughs> just wrote it down right. Um, so the other thing I want to say is regarding my nuncle, have we ever talked about this? In my linguistic studies, uh, I learned that uh, over the course of, you know, from old to middle to modern English, they're like old English often looks more like, I'd say like German even, mm -hmm. than, uh, than recognizable as English today. We wouldn't be able to understand old English speakers, but somewhere along the line, I think maybe it's all in the modern era or maybe it was from middle, English to modern somewhere, the words apron and napkin used to be napron and apkin. And over the course, the, the, the nuncle situation happened where people were saying an apkin enough that people were like, oh, a napkin. And then older people would be like, no, it's not a napkin. It's an apkin. And they're like, forget it. Okay whatever the equivalent of boomer from hundreds of years ago is. And then they're like, okay, but at least, and they're like, and here is an, uh, an apron. And they're like, no, 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 that's a napron. That's a napron. Kids today with their aprons and napkins, they're naprons and napkins. Ugh, the worst diet. Um, that's, <laughs> that's very interesting though. I like yeah, that a Give lot. me some food. Give me some food. Um, I do also like that they're both things that prevent food from getting on you. So yes, maybe absolutely. it's just everyone was like stressed out about that and they were just misspeaking. Um, you know, I'm, I'm listening to a book about, uh, I think it's called The Power of Difference and they talk about dyslexia. And it's one of those things of like, yeah, it's kind of a pain in the ass to read sometimes, but then you get stuff like that and people, you know, things get shifted around and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, Agreed. All right. Are you ready for some movie tree via? I am. I am. Right. Uh, thank you for that is also, I think like the original uh, intention of now I forget the exact origin, but I do know that trivia comes from the Latin try meaning three via meaning road or way and that i think that there was like some you know three-pronged like a fork in the road where uh in order to pass by you had to answer uh riddles three um or that's where people met mm -hmm. for trivia night in that time this is where i now no longer have the information but i know that <laughs> uh, some of that's true um i call it trivia because in the animated hercules series from the 90s there was a god called trivia who is the god of uh useless information 
played mm. by Ben Stein and very, oh. very funny characterization. Um, highly recommend uh, everyone Thank watch you. a series at least once or at least an episode <laughs> or uh, an episode, if you will. Um, I definitely will. Tristan, you've you've really taken some of the things that were said earlier and reformulated them to create new fun. <laughs> Thank you, um, which is in a way the apron. Um, so first trivia question for you. Yes. What is movie? Hmm. Movie is art on screen where film or digital image of thing or stuff appear different moment to moment. <laughs> okay. So it's not a still image. I like that a lot. I like that. Oh, I mean, it's a lot of still images, cool. in fact. Well, fair enough. But like, it changes. I like that. Oh, it, yeah, it appears that it changes mm. because that's how our our foolish brains, uh, <laughs> our, our brains are like, oh, different stuff happening when, yeah, kind of, but yeah, uh, yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> Um, I know you're a fan of the, uh, MCU and the you, McU, yes. The McU, yeah. McDonald's University. Yeah. The Irish <laughs> University <laughs> or Scottish. I always forget. Um, Scottish, Ma the Scottish University. Um, Mick is Irish. Mac is Scottish is always how uh, my, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I always max those up. <laughs> TJ Maxx, and it's just a bunch of Scottish stuff for cheap. <laughs> um, you know it, that in the UK, they don't hmm. call it TJ Maxx? Um, you told me what they did call it, but I don't remember what it is. They call it TK Maxx. Mm. And they do that because there's another store there that's more famous or was there already called TJ's. And mm. TJ Maxx was like, people, people won't like us. We got to be different. <laughs> oh. It's, it's, there's a... Um, there's a Kmart in New Zealand and Australia as well, similar to this, but it has nothing to do with the Kmart's we know, except mm. for that it is a it is a store that is almost exactly the same and branded similarly, but they have like no relation. It's very odd. I don't so uh, anyway. Um seemed relevant when I started talking. So yeah. which, if you had to kill a Marvel character off for good, which who would it be and why? I wouldn't. I never would. It's impossible. Ooh, okay. No, I mean, I almost said, I mean, a clever answer, I think, would be to kill off the character Death. Ooh. But I did just read, I think it was a Doctor Strange comic, or maybe it was Defenders. I know Doctor, uh, there was definitely uh, a, a group of heroes who Death was sick, I think, or Death was in danger of dying and i don't mean to spoil it but death didn't die which was probably good for the universe because if death died that meant that no one else ever would die and then essentially the universe would be uh, a cancerous growth that never stopped so it does seem that death is important um okay one of the there's a clever answer is fine you can no 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 i don't okay. want death to die um i guess you know 
I'd be fine if Thanos, I mean, like died of a natural, died a natural death. Like God, I feel like actually that would be the best because like Thanos is kind of his whole deal is that he loves death. That like in, mm. I believe uh, in Avengers Endgame, where is that the one where the snap happens or uh, I, Infinity War, whatever Infinity it is. Infinity War is the one that snaps because that's the one I've seen. I haven't seen Endgame. Ah, yes. So Infinity War, I believe, is based on the comic book Infinity Gauntlet, mm. uh, which started the whole Infinity series of books, of which I don't know how many there are, but I think it's Infinity. I was going to say, is and it still going? <laughs> I think it's actually like, I don't know, like nine, but uh, maybe 13. Some definitely mm-hmm. an odd number. Um, oh, maybe it's eight. Sideways eight. That's how many there are. Um, <laughs> That's very good. And thank you. So in the very first one, like, uh, that is a story where in the comics, I think this was like in the 80, late 80s or early 90s. Am I right? Late 80s? Okay. Um, that's the thing I like to say whenever I say late 80s. Because um, it sounds like ladies. You know, mm-hmm. you know comedy from comedy? Y- yes, um, I do know from comedy. I know yeah. comedy from comedy, but I also know comedy from drama. Yeah, it's there too. <laughs> um, so in the series, The Infinity Gauntlet, I think it's that Thanos wants to impress death. Mm-hmm. And so he gathers all of the infinity gems, snaps his fingers, and half of the population of the universe is eliminated. Uh, the same basic way that it happens in the Infinity War movie that you saw. Infinity War, the sequel series to Infinity Gauntlet in the comics, but in the movie, they're like, they're probably like, people don't know what a gauntlet is. Let's just go with war. I. Really I mean, think that must be part of the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Like the Philosopher's Stone versus Sorcerer's Stone conversation that they What's had. What's a philosopher? My yeah, goodness. Um, um, but it, there's a nice double entendre with Gauntlet and Gauntlet because oh, Gauntlet can be. It's much more elegant. They're like, look, yeah. do you want to have it be good or do you <laughs> want people to buy it? Okay. Because <laughs> they won't buy it. If it's good, <laughs> they'll only buy it if it's not good. So mm-hmm. your choice is up to you. Good mm-hmm. or they buy it. Um, <laughs> so I will say, so in that series, which then became the movie uh, in some form, like, yeah, Thanos really loves death. So I feel like he would be the perfect character to uh, to die. Yes, I, I think that's great. He is to die for. Yes. <laughs> Um, what animal would you like to ratatouille you into greater success? The hat can be as big as you want. Oh, um, I'm uh, trying to get to start this thing. And because, you know, people push back on spirit animal appropriately. So, ah, um, uh, yes, then I'm trying to go, cool. Well, what's your ratatouille then? That's, that's great. Because for a little while we were also doing Patronus and then yes. that became additionally problematic Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, what? So the question, ask me again, what, what, what animal, what mm-hmm. creature would I like to ratatouille me? And we're yeah. talking like a type of an animal or a specific creature. Um, either, or it sits atop your head and makes you better at whatever it is you want to accomplish with your life. And I'll the hat say, is as yeah. big as it can be. You'd like, don't worry about it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, like the well, my, the first animal, uh, the first creature that 
pops into my mind is uh, Rini, my aforementioned girlfriend. Uh, her, she's an animal, and uh, she would she would be perfect to uh, help me be better than. Uh, but that's already happening so, uh, without her uh, sitting atop my head, ratatouille style. And you style. can probably make that happen if you really want to. Yes, yeah, so that's. But she wasn't my first. I, I thought about her because, I mean, number one, she'd be a great choice. Number two, she has a family. And so we have a family of stuffed animals. Um, and one of them uh, that she acquired but uh, has determined is more partial to me, uh, he's like my bro, is this little brown bear named Fudge. And uh, his so mouth good. is kind of in a, a little like inquisitive look always. He's kind of like, hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so he kind of like looks up to me but i also like he helps me out a lot and so i think i think the two of us together i think we'd really maybe i could be his ratatouille and then <laughs> sure. uh ooh, and uh i i think Rini, uh she i don't know this is a pretty incredible uh coincidence uh but she is uh, i mean i don't know if Rini is coming nearby but uh hello <laughs> <laughs> uh Hi there. Uh, I'm Fudge. Uh, I'm I'm on TV now. Uh, okay. Uh, Excellent. Hmm. 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 All right. All right. Oh, bye. Okay. Thank you. Um. So yeah. So I, Fudge. That's my my main answer. Though also, you know, I'll say an octopus. I feel like they could do some cool work. Uh, they're so smart. Have you seen my octopus teacher? Uh, the Netflix documentary. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah, uh, the octopus is smart. A pig is also pretty smart. So mm -hmm. maybe a pig. But yeah, I'd say octopus, a, a whole team of Avengers. The, they could take turns. Or, or like, you know, uh, like inside out Pixar style. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we, we've got Fudge. We've got Rini. We've got an octopus. We've got uh, a pig and uh, probably a dolphin. They're, they're pretty good too. And... Uh, uh, a, a very smart, compassionate alien, a Buddha. Uh, yeah, the, did I did I get it? Yes, you got it, hundred percent. Um, what book do you think they should never turn into a movie? Mm, the Jungle Book. Uh, I mean, they shouldn't have called it the Jungle Book. It's a it's a movie. What they made the book? It's called anyway. What's the just, deal? That's just a joke. Answer my sincere answer Ooh, how about the bible that could be that's a good one um that's one i often say as well <laughs> glad we're on the same uh, wavelength there uh and let's see i mean ah book that they shouldn't make into a movie book that they shouldn't mein kampf yeah <laughs> there you go yeah that's what yeah, I'll that'd, say. that'd be terrible it's all in german no one would see it that but that would be good. I'd like for no one to see it. Yes, that's true. Um, and final trivia question: mm -hmm. Why is Austin Powers so sexy? Oh, uh, because he makes everyone horny, baby. Um, <laughs> okay, so I like that as an answer. It's like he's not necessarily horny as sexy, but other people are horny at him. So, yeah. Okay. I mean that. I think just definitionally, mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, I think that, that what, this is actually a really interesting, like philosophical question because like, if you were the only, I mean, if you found yourself funny, 
mm-hmm. then you could, and you were the only person that there was, they'd be like, yeah, I'm funny because I find myself funny. But often, but you can't, you couldn't find yourself tall. Like there's some things like <laughs> tall. Yeah, I think I'm tall. But if you're the yeah. only being. Well, if you're the only being, then you have nothing to compare it to. So you could be, you could be tall. Exactly. You know. Well, that's the thing is tall height requires a context for comparison. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that that's also so perhaps for like funny and sexy, um, like that there is no just objective, intrinsic, agreed upon by all, like mm-hmm. it's, it's relative and context dependent. And so what makes Austin Powers sexy is that other people are made horny by him. <laughs> I like that answer a lot. Um, that's very good. Now, if you ask me why other people are made horny by him, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, all it's right. confidence. Okay. It's confidence. Mojo, baby. Um, all right. Are you ready for double features here? I'm ready. Though first, I will say mm-hmm. Mojo, baby. That'd be another a character that'd be fine eliminating from the Marvel. I guess not. He's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the character Mojo is a Marvel mm. uh, villain that uh, I'm, I'm fine either way. So, I mean, whoever created him, great, great work. I'm sure that you could make a beautiful story where I cry. Oh, uh, real quick. Uh, here's a book that maybe could be made into a movie if it hasn't been already. But I just finished this book yesterday and I, I like it. I cried beautiful tears um, and I recommend to you the book by, have you heard of Becky Chambers? Um, I know that name. Becky Chambers. I, I just read this book of hers. It's the first one that I've ever read of hers and I'm excited that she's written more books. She wrote a series called Wayfarers, I believe, which I haven't read any of yet, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a sci-fi book. This book, it's called A Psalm for the Wild Built and mm. it is a monk and robot story and it's just yeah is really cool so i recommend to everybody anyone who likes movies read this book (laughs) anybody who's listening to this podcast read this book or listen to it on audiobook i probably probably there is one anyway now i'm ready for double features right um what film that is similar thematically but opposite in tone would you pair with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Similar in theme, mm-hmm. not similar in tone. Uh, Castaway. I would like to hear your reasoning. Of course. Um, well, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Castaway is all about a massive day off. That's true. Uh, and, you know, he's trying to like Ferris Bueller is constantly trying to get away with things. And Tom Hanks in Castaway is constantly trying to get away from the thing, <laughs> everything that's there, the Island. Uh, uh, Ferris Bueller has, you know, a nice friend, uh, Cameron. Did I make mm-hmm. that up? Um, and that's a pretty similar name and concept to Tom Hanks's friend, uh, Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think the rest is pretty self-evident and obvious, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, tonally, they're pretty different. Yeah, I should say so. Um, what would you pair with 
a, a film we saw together that's quite good, um, Thoroughbreds. Hmm. Thoroughbreds, indeed. Which is about two young women, one of whom is uh, has like a psychopathy and is they plot to kill the other one's dad for those who haven't seen it. Yeah, I guess I'll say Clue. There's also a murder plot. <laughs> There's also a murder plot. There's also rich people in it. It Absolutely. takes place in a mansion. That's yeah. very good. I like that a lot. Thank like, you. That's very good. Um, what would you pair with due date? Hmm. Is due date like a, a buddy movie driving across the country with Zach Galifianakis and he's pregnant? Um, he's not pregnant. He um, He's with Robert Downey Jr. And mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr., he's like, my wife, He she is in labor and we got to get across the country. And it's kind of like uh, pl- planes, trains, and automobiles, but right. different. Or like midnight run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. I think the date. opposite of midnight run is obviously high noon, but. Yeah, that makes sense. A high noon walk. Um, so due date, similar theme. Oh, how about uh, Children of Men? Okay, I'm not familiar. Uh, I think that's the. Let me let me double check. Uh, it's a 2006 film. Uh, a gut wrenching look at an all too possible future. A dystopian oh, action thriller. Uh-huh. Uh, so basically human activities in the future have produced an ecocide. The environment mm-hmm. is now, I think, toxic. Uh, and there are 18 years of total human, this is from Wikipedia, total human infertility, mm. war and global depression threaten the collapse of human civilization. So, uh, they also like really want babies to be born. I like that. I like that a lot. And it stars uh, Clive Owen, who is very similar to Robert Downey. Yes. Um, are you ready for a random word to build our movie from? Uh, yes, I am. All right. Okay. It's extraterrestrial. So how are we hmm. going to make a movie about an extraterrestrial? I know. <laughs> okay. How? Well, what I think the movie it? is about is that so overpopulation mm-hmm. is a concern in our mm-hmm. world today. Uh, like I think the population is doubling every some like sh- shorter and shorter amount of time. You know, like a hundred years ago, like I feel like there was only like four billion people just a few decades ago, mm-hmm. and now there's eight billion people. I don't know the exact numbers and timeline, but it seems, you know, that's part of like, we're using a lot of the resources that humans need uh, to continue to live the way that many of us fortunately get to. Um, And so this movie would be, I mean, science fiction, but science fiction as aspirational, I I forget the name of this book, but a friend of mine told me they read a book uh, about how science, like social justice, and science fiction are kind of kindred mm-hmm. because, you know, you can, in order to make society better, one must imagine how society could be different. Mm-hmm. And that is like the the work of science fiction. Um, and so in this particular movie, 
there will be uh, the the world has uh, dealt has figured it out. The world has figured out how to have the optimal equilibrium uh, of population, but then one extraterrestrial mucks up the whole system and uh and maybe the system is like the lottery or something you know some kind of uh dystopian idea wherein i mean part of part of the way that i mean this is i mean the truth that, that i understand it so like sociologically is that they have this they should like if you have a an enclosure of like a hundred mice mm -hmm. and there's enough food for all of them then the amount of mice will remain at a hundred if they have too many too many offspring then there won't be enough food for everyone and some of them will die off and it will return back mm -hmm. down uh to that number and so the fact that our population on this planet is continuing to grow number one means that there is more than enough food for everyone because if there wasn't enough food for everyone then mm -hmm. the population could not grow True. and so in this movie uh perhaps it's about the people who who are in charge of uh of make of being like well this is what we have to do if we want humans to survive some humans can't survive mm. uh and then the scrappy upstart who's like no you don't get to decide who gets to not survive we all more people die <laughs> But we like, get to live how we choose. We get to live how we choose. Um, a twist would be he's like this whole time fighting against it. And it's just like he's trying to advocate for um, suicide. No, um, it's my body, my choice. Um, no, but uh, I like that as a concept. I like that far better than what I had, which was. Oh, please um, tell me. Which was uh, there's too much dirt. It's all this extra terra firma. <laughs> and we just don't know what to do with all this dirt because <laughs> the oceans are going down and we got all this extra dirt. We don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Ooh, you know what we could do is take all that extra dirt, create a new planet. Mm, uh, an extra. And then put some of those extraterrestrials mm -hmm. on that new planet. And then they'll <sighs> actually become extraterrestrial as well. Oh. Uh, so... I yeah, like and maybe it'll be like maybe it'll just be another moon. Be cool. Some mm -hmm. planets have two moons. Why don't we? Why don't we get another moon going? We technically have two moons, but one just doesn't show up very often. What? I, from from my understanding, there are there's Luna, the main one we see every day, and then there's one that like shows up every you know ninety years or whatever, and is so far away that everyone's like, what? But anyway, I've never heard of. This I could be I could be making other... stuff up. Uh, I'm gonna look up Luna second moon. Yes, and, please do. Uh, Regardless, I like that idea of combining the two ideas. Of like, ah, uh, thank you. Yeah, there. Look, there was an extra terrestrial idea, mm -hmm. and uh, all extra extra. Uh, Trust all, all about it. it. Yeah, maybe extra all about it. Um, maybe the movie could just be called Extra Extra, and then people will maybe come to it thinking that it's about the news and mm -hmm. uh you know papers from the past mm -hmm. um but then they'll be you know come for the news stay for the drama yes i like it as well i like the idea of these two plots going around um because it seems like that would also make sense if there's too many people then all the water supply is going down right those things seem like and so you have all this extra dirt and then this guy who's this ec the one extra person he's like 
I think um, they give them a deadline. They're like, hey, if you can figure it out in two months, we'll let X number of people stay around. Um, and then he starts, um, he sees a dung beetle rolling a ball of dung. And he goes, now, wait a minute. That's what we could all do. And then he goes, hmm, but we don't have enough dung. So we have to use this dirt. And then um, I like this idea that they do end up becoming extraterrestrial as well. And then that leads open for a sequel where they come back and things are different on Earth if we want. Oh, yeah. Also, I like the idea that they're like, where are we going to get more dung? Oh, well, no, (laughs) no way to make any more dung. We got to use this dirt. Well, I feel like kind of like I haven't seen Oppenheimer, but like, okay, so a better comparison would be like, you know, when Eduardo writes the formula on the window and social network you know Mm, that short where he's doing that and he's calculating how much people could shit in this amount of time he's like ah no we can't do it we got to augment it somehow we have this extra dirt so it's like mulch which is also great for growing plant life and stuff like that absolutely Um, so i don't i not only think this is a good idea for a movie i think we should do this yeah (laughs) we should start a band yeah um (laughs) absolutely um i've always been saying we should chuck more stuff into space Mm. to get rid of it um starting with certain people but um oh then there's a new movie where the aliens that are like all our stuff is like landing on their windshield <laughs> they show up and they're like hey guys this uh, are there more of you because this was fine when it was only once every so often <laughs> but now it's like all the time so have you what about shooting it that way yeah 100 percent. shoot it that way we can't do any more like uh clean up the highway programs for hyperspace or whatever it is um yes. there's not enough people in correctional facilities to allow us to do that because we're aliens yeah, we, and we... we have a utopian future out here where we don't have slave labor in the form of the prison industrial complex like you do on your planet so we just try to like clean things up like can you like well do you guys have like technology you could give us uh we gotta go yeah. uh they just leave a, a dustpan good luck yeah. figure it um, out i like that um so as far as like story structure goes um i think we have a pretty solid story of like the first act is establishing this world then the second act is the guy who wants to be different third act is the solution um, but what sort of trouble do you think he should get into in the middle of the movie? You know, there's always, there's, you can't just be like, I have this idea and let's accomplish it. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the structure, like the powers that the, whatever the equivalent of the patriarchy, mm-hmm. uh, of, you know, the way things are like the way it's always been done. There's, you know, some committee in charge, you know, the Illuminati of this world that, uh, that are, you know, maintaining their wealth uh based on the status quo and even though this guy is offering or this person this Mm -hmm. being is offering a solution that would be best for all of humanity they're like but it wouldn't be the best for the five of us because we'd go down from a hundred billion each to just shy of a hundred billion each and so you know they send their goons they're not well-paid goons after this guy to uh, make it so that he can't make the mulch or can't, you know, uh, they, they try to steal the dirt themselves or 
Go ahead. I love this idea. And the way the goons, they do it is they, they put in the water supply stuff that makes everyone constipated. <laughs> and so they just can't and they don't know what's going on and for weeks no one's taken a dump and it's just awful and the clock bloated. is ticking yeah and the clock is ticking everyone's sweaty and it's not pleasant and um then finally i feel like one of the goons has to have a change of heart right he has to go okay listen you gotta just put some x lax or whatever in and you'll be good to go here's the antidote and the the X-Lax anti- terrestrial, yeah. <laughs> Mike. Yes. What what happened? <laughs> Mike. I was like, you're you know know, do not- a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And have you seen the movie In Time? Oh no, not yet. Ah, well, do you know who's in it? Is that the one with uh Donald Gleason, or is that the one with Justin Timberlake? That's the one. Okay. I, I call him, you can remember it by, because his name is Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um, anyway, like. so I, I don't want to, no, no, I want to say something real. It'll be like, the, watch that movie because it's really mm-hmm. fun and silly. Uh, and I feel like tonally, mm-hmm. it, maybe, you know, I feel like it could be a good com- companion. Uh, I'm just picturing that movie for this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, yeah. Let's just make that movie again. Yeah, let's just do that. Um, it'll be great for a double feature with this film. Yes, we'll do the, we'll do ours with a different tone, so it'll be good mm-hmm. for your double yeah. feature. We'll make it a concept. musical or something. Yes. Um, but yeah, I like that um, little bit of puff there, and then do the do do the Illuma Illuminati figures get uh, their comeuppance? Oh, in some way, yeah. I mean, they there's still got to be problems for the sequel, mm-hmm. but uh. Yeah, I, here's what here's what happens, I think. Maybe mm-hmm. everyone finds out that they exist and about their evil plan. Uh, and so they are shamed, but still very rich and powerful and no one can stop them. So they're like, okay, well, I guess I guess we'll move forward with 99 billion. That you know, they're they're upset. So like it feels really bad for them, um, but yeah, they maybe one of them like goes to jail, but the other ones uh, start their own new planet. They're like, okay, we're we're leaving too. Uh, That's good. Yeah, I think they should definitely start their own planet. But of course, them being them, they don't use the extra dirt. They start taking the dirt. That's right, the necessary dirt, and then they do. They do sling themselves into space, but I feel like it's got to go wrong for them. Yeah. And the, uh, and but... the spinoff can be like an alien type where they're all trapped on this planet with someone. <laughs> the, the goon that turned the turncoat goon, and he, he's hiding and he's going to hunt all of them down. It becomes, you know, the most dangerous game or whatever. Yeah, I like that name for the spinoff movie. The Turncoat Goon. <laughs> Turncoat Goon. I'll be back. Um it, it sounds like very Edgar Allan Poe-ish. Like the <laughs> maybe does. just because it has the same rhythmic structure as the Telltale Heart. Yeah. The, the Turncoat, turncoat goon. goon. Oh, I like that. All right. Um, do you have any ideas of who should play our leading character? The oh. titular extra terrestrial. That's a great question um mm, 
I, I mean, I love so many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Wright would be great. Yeah, well, let's uh, like go with that. <laughs> uh, or uh, use Jeffrey Wright for the part. Yeah. How, what, Tristan? What? Uh, or or Tilda Swinton. Also or, good. Or Fudge. Oh fudge. no, I don't. I don't. I like. To, I'm. I'm more behind the camera. Okay. Uh, um. Or you? I think you could do yeah, it. I. I definitely could. We'll see. Only time yeah. will tell. Yeah, we'll um, run auditions, but those are my those are my initial, you know, short list. Excellent. Um, I think getting some like nice synth music for the soundtrack could be really fun. Um, the Kiners that they do a lot of this music for the Star Wars shows, and they've been using a lot of synth lately, and I've been really liking that. Um, kind of like a Blade Runner vibe for it. And I feel like hmm, for this kind of movie. I almost feel like someone who is like good at a sci-fi comedy, you know, like a Taika Waititi or mm-hmm. whom else would be good. Who else did, um, gosh, I would, I would like someone who did like Men in Black or something, you know, mm. that kind of tone. That's, yeah, I like it. That sounds good. Excellent. Are you ready for our lightning round? I'm ready for lightning round. The way it works is we each get the same prompt. We do a very short pitch based off of each prompt. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a new. How word. many prompts total, or just just one each? One three. each, and then we'll do it three times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obscure is the the word that I have here, which is up for me. Obscure is about a man who is trying to be less prominent. He's always been a wacky character and he's trying to be normal in order to slide into a life where he just doesn't have to worry anymore. He just has to be, he just wants to be normal. But by the end of the movie, he realizes that no one's normal and that he should just chill out. I think that to me, obscure is like a modernized version of the Thomas Hardy novel, Jude the Obscure. Uh, and, you know, it's basically just whatever happens in that book happens in the movie, but today instead of yes. back then. Starring Jude Law, after whom Ooh, he that is That would named. be un- incredible. Yeah. J- Jude Law, what, what drew you to this project <laughs> The obscure. Uh, well, they just they couldn't help but think of me. Couldn't help. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a dream come true. Um, <laughs> so the next one we have is Anne, A-N, making a big comeback from the beginning of this episode. Anne is back. Wow. Uh, Anne, wow. The... <laughs> So I think of this as like a, a Pixar style mm-hmm. uh, where Anne, as as we all know, they're the classic articles in the English language or determiners, as the linguists say. But we'll stick with articles. Your classic articles are A, Anne, and The. And I feel like A and The get most of the the prestige the credit the honor uh like even in like and gets to hang out with honor but but doesn't really think should i even be here because honor does start with a consonant and so uh 
like Anne has a bit of a like a an existential crisis, like a you know self esteem issues. He's like, what do I? Why am I even here? Because like A can pretty much do everything. Like here's the but no no no. What about and A's pretty trying to be helpful. A's like look like when things start with a vowel, it's really great to not have to say like a apple. You know like but you can say a apple, and like it's like you can say here's the thing, you don't say then apple. You say, you could say the thing that starts with a constant or the, a thing that starts with a vowel. You don't say then apple. You don't say the apple. Like that, it didn't happen. It didn't uh, apple. Yeah, you used to say apple. the appkin. And then it, eventually you say the napkin, but not then appkin, never then appkin. And the so yeah, it's sort of, it's like a coming of age tale for, you know, like, and like goes on a journey you know, externally and internally. And I was like, I have to, you know, basically find myself and find a reason for being. That's really good. I like that a lot as a premise, to be honest. Um, Big fan. I appreciate Um, it. You're an an Anne fan. I'm an Anne fan. Anne man. Um, uh, Mine is not so well thought out, nor is it, I think, as compelling, but it is um, an artificial nut. (laughs) <laughs> and artificial nut is about well there's no more men in this dystopian society we have to figure out how to make come work in and of itself <laughs> now why would you say that that's different than my idea yeah i know um, it's but yours is so wholesome and well thought out i'm like well what are two words <laughs> that start with a and n i also thought it could be like a another reboot of the Anne of Green Gables series, mm-hmm. which has been rebooted or like, you know, uh, depicted in many different cinematic fashions over the decades. Most recently that I know of uh, on Netflix, Anne with an E. Mm-hmm. And this would be Anne without an E and without one of the ends. <laughs> All right, let's do our final one. And it is Weapon. 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 Uh, Shall I go first? Sure, if you have something. Uh, what if I don't have something? I'll well, still, go, still first. go. Yeah, so, go for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so, weapon. I mean, in the in the long storied tradition of movies like Plane, uh, that I just saw last night. Um, yeah, weapon. It's sort of basically like here's the the. Maybe it'll be a meta thing like this, where we see the discussion of the making of the idea of the committee meeting behind, uh, like a joke that I tell sometimes uh, is about how The Amazing Spider-Man was the first full-time Spider-Man comic book series. Then eventually they had one called The Spectacular Spider-Man, and then they had one called web of spider-man and then in the 90s when i was a teenager they released one that was just called spider-man which i feel like they were like hey did we not just have one that's just spider-man <laughs> like the adjective lists spider-man and like yeah you can't say it's adjective list because that's an adjective and they like, so just spider-man that's amazing i'm like no it's just Spider-Man. Um, and so that's the joke. But that's what I feel like could happen here. They're like, man, we love these B 
big movies without, you know, like just without any plot or character development, just like things exploding and people fighting. And that's what people want to see. Like they don't want the Infinity Gauntlet. They want the Infinity War. They just want war. They just want weapons. Have we made a movie that's just called Weapon? And it's just like, you know, the, you know, the John Wickiest, the, you know, shoot 'em upiest. Uh, just like it is just a, a battle royale where people keep, uh, you know, having bigger and bigger weapons and blowing each other up. And uh, eventually the, the story ends with uh, somebody defeating everyone else using only the weapon of their mind. Oh, my God. The real weapon was inside you this whole time. <laughs> and then somebody's like, really? And he's like, yes, the weapon is my sword. It's been inside you this whole time. And he's a sword eater. And he, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think weapon is for me. Uh, it's about a person who is really going through it emotionally. They're grieving. They've had a massive loss in their life. And, um, but it's told backwards from them from years ago. And they're trying to explain to their child um, how, how I left your mother. Um, That's and, funny. but it's it go and he takes uh, his kid through New York city to all these different places where, where these big emotional things happen and it's called weep on. And it's just about Wait the things a second. he weeped on. Wept on, oh. I should say. <laughs> we upon. We upon. Uh, I like it. It's different than mine. That's that's all let's, I can ask for. Let's make them both. Yep. Let's... What if yours was the same as mine? You're like, I've uh... <laughs> I've done that as a bit. I'm like, now you know, I really like that. So mine is exactly <laughs> the same. Um. So as we're, we're rounding the corner here, Mike, what would you like people that listen to this podcast to know about you? What do you do? Where can people find you? All that good, good stuff. Thank you. Uh, I'll do my best to keep it brief and will not succeed uh, for there are many places. I mean, so my name is Mike Kaplan. It's spelled M-Y-Q-K-A-P-L-A-N. And if you take that spelling of Mike Kaplan and put it into wherever on the internet you want to find things, uh, you will find my website, mikekaplan.com. You will find my currently Substack newsletter at mikekaplan.substack.com. You'll find my various podcasts, Broccoli and Ice Cream and The Faucet. You will find my Dry Bar Comedy Special live from the universe. If you use the promo code Mike Kaplan at drybarcomedy.com, you will get a month free of their service where you can watch my special and many others. You can find my special on Amazon, Small, Dork, and Handsome. You can find my assorted albums, the most recently recorded and released uh, available one, which is AKA, among many others. You can find those on the streaming platforms. If you, here's a, a fun brief story, mid-plug. Um, a, a fan of mine became a fan of mine because she was looking for vegan recipes on Pinterest, but accidentally searched for vegan recipes on Spotify. And <laughs> I am what come up if you find, if you search for vegan recipes on Spotify, me, a <laughs> vegan comedian. Uh, 
pretty tasty. Um, Very good. And so, yeah, I would say, and you can, you know, come see me perform. You can find out where I'm performing by following me on social media at Mike Kaplan or going to my website or following my newsletter, that sort of thing. But the mm -hmm. I'll conclude with uh, a thing specific to, uh, I don't know if you noticed that there was a theme of movies on this podcast, mm -hmm. um, but I have been in at least one, depending how you count, I'll say one or more movies. And the movie that's definitely a movie that I believe is available to watch on Amazon is a sequel to the movie Punching the Clown called Punching Henry. So mm -hmm. I was invited by Henry Phillips, the writer of the movie, to be in the movie. And I got to be in it. And also in it, I was in scenes acting with J.K. Simmons. Oh, that's very uh, cool. Yeah, he was. He is, I think, an award-winning actor, he technically is. speaking. Yeah, uh, I think he's won many different kinds of awards. Uh, and, and he's a nice man and it's a really funny movie. So I recommend watching both of those movies. The one I'm not in punching the clown and punching Henry, the one I am in and all I, I do my best to just, uh, let, let the movie be good around me, uh, <laughs> and not spoil anything with the things that I say where I, that are my part of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a very uh, healthy attitude to have about acting, as I must say. It's like, well, let's let let the movie be good. I'm fine. I'm whatever. I'm part of this. Let the movie be good. <laughs> uh, and I'll also recommend uh, stuffed animals from the company Gooned, which I which sounds like goon, the telltale gooned. gooned. Uh, uh, Fudge, I don't believe, is of the the gooned family, but. Uh, he is an adopted member of mm -hmm. our, our gooned family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, let the record audio record show that fudge nodded and said, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, mainly, yeah. Listen to my comedy albums. Come see me perform, uh, where I'm doing that live. And, uh, and thank you for having me on this podcast of course. and in your life as a friend. Absolutely. Always happy to have both of those things. I'm now going to speak to you, dear listener, and say you can go to tristanmiller.substack.com for early access to episodes, as well as the video of the episodes, as well as a another podcast called Movies to Fall Asleep To, where I talk to people about their comfort movies, films they've seen over and over again, and perhaps actually have fallen asleep to. Um, and you can go check that out. Also, as of this recording, I'm going to be recording my first comedy album on May the 4th of 2024 at Caveat. Um, so you can go to my link tree and get tickets there. Um, and yeah, that's pretty well it. Uh, thank you very much for doing this, Mike. It's always a great time talking to you. And I love goofing around with you. I feel the same. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.